Hi, and welcome to the Good Health Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Good, a registered nutritional therapy practitioner and functional medicine practitioner. Join me as we explore thyroid, brain, and fatigue conditions with positivity. From Hashimoto's to multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue to adrenal dysfunction, I've got you covered. With expert advice and tips to help you take action now and inspiring real patient stories from successful individuals who refuse to let their health hold them back. Start your journey to good health today. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Instagram at good underscore health, that's G-O-O-D-E. Or visit my website at NicoleGoodHealth.com to find out more. Welcome to today's episode of the Good Health Podcast. I'm Nicole Good. I'm your host and I'm a functional medicine practitioner. And today we are going to dig into the functional medicine approach for Hashimoto's. So from a functional medicine perspective, addressing Hashimoto's disease goes beyond simply providing the thyroid hormone replacement medication. And while medication, which is typically your thyroxine, maybe levothyroxine, is crucial for managing hypothyroidism, functional medicine practitioners consider a more comprehensive approach to address a lot of the underlying factors that can contribute to the autoimmune response and to the thyroid dysfunction. And several reasons may explain why Hashimoto's patients may not always see optimal results solely from taking the medication. And this is something that comes up a lot for me. I have a lot of conversations around people who say that they are taking the medication, but they're just not feeling that they may be feeling a little bit better, but they're not feeling as good as they were hoping that they were going to feel when they started taking the meds. So let's have a look at some of the reasons now why that might be, you know, that might be holding them back. Some of those things that might be stopping them from getting those results that they want solely from taking the medication. And the medication is an important part. It's important to note that it's an important part of the journey, but there's other things that can be going wrong. And those are the things that we're going to dig into today. So the first thing is your immune system dysfunction. So as well as having hypothyroidism, if you have Hashimoto's, you also have an autoimmune condition where the immune system is attacking your thyroid gland. So you've got to address the immune system dysfunction. This is a key part within functional medicine for dealing with Hashimoto's. Now this may involve identifying and addressing triggers that are activating that immune response. So this could be things like chronic infections, gut issues, environmental factors. There's lots of different triggers that, that could be there. The immune system imbalance that we see in Hashimoto's often involves the overactivity of certain immune cells, particularly sort of the T lymphocytes. And this imbalance can impact the body's ability to regulate and respond to immune challenges properly. It can also make individuals with Hashimoto's more susceptible to other autoimmune disorders. So if you're dealing with the thyroid function side of things, which the medication helps with, but you're not working on the underlying autoimmune condition, you're missing half of the picture. Another thing that we need to consider is nutrient deficiencies. So nutrient imbalances or deficiencies can contribute to thyroid dysfunction. In functional medicine, we assess levels of essential nutrients, and we may recommend dietary changes to optimize that nutrient status, or in some cases we may need supplementation. Some of the most common deficiencies that we see in Hashimoto's, and probably actually probably the, the one that is most talked about is iodine. However, while iodine deficiency is known as a cause of hypothyroidism, in Hashimoto's it's actually more commonly associated with excessive iodine intake. So, Excessive iodine can exacerbate thyroid inflammation in individuals with an autoimmune thyroiditis. 
And many people come to me and they are supplementing with iodine or they may be taking a multi that's got iodine in it and they haven't even realized that they're taking iodine. And actually they feel better if we remove this supplement. So dealing with hypothyroidism and dealing with Hashimoto's is very different. And this is why it's really important. And I always ask everybody, even in DMs, when I'm just having a chat with somebody on Instagram, I always say, do you know if it's Hashimoto's or just hypothyroidism? And it's really important because the approach that you take is different depending on what you've got. And this means you need to have those antibodies tested, which is not always easy to get done in conventional medicine, but really important to make sure that you've had full thyroid panels done and you know whether it's Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. So another of the nutrient deficiencies that we look at is selenium. So selenium is essential for proper function of enzymes that are involved in thyroid hormone metabolism. It also has anti-inflammatory effects and may help reduce thyroid antibody levels in some people with Hashimoto's. Deficiency in selenium can contribute to the progression of your thyroid inflammation. So making sure that you've got enough selenium is really important. Another one we look at is vitamin D. So vitamin D is crucial for immune system regulation and it, it does a lot of things, but immune system regulation is, is the one we're looking at here. Deficiency is very common in many autoimmune conditions, including Hashimoto's. And low vitamin D levels have actually been associated with an increased risk of developing certain autoimmune diseases, including the thyroid ones. So adequate vitamin D levels may help you to modulate the immune response that's happening in Hashimoto's. Then we look at iron. So iron deficiency is quite common in individuals with hypothyroidism. This could be due to the Hashimoto's. It can also be due to other causes. Hypothyroidism can affect the absorption of iron from the digestive tract. Iron is really essential for the production of hemoglobin, which carries oxygen in the blood and can therefore have a significant impact on fatigue and energy levels. And that's obviously one of the really common symptoms with Hashimoto's. We also look at your B vitamins, especially B12 and B6. The reason for this is hypothyroidism, including that resulting from Hashimoto's, can affect the stomach's ability to produce intrinsic factor which is necessary for absorbing vitamin B12. So we see a bit vitamin B12 deficiency quite commonly. Additionally, B vitamins also play a role in that energy metabolism and deficiencies can contribute to the fatigue and the other symptoms that we associate with um, hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. We also look at zinc. Zinc's really involved in thyroid hormone synthesis and is necessary for proper immune function. Inflammation and malabsorption that is associated with Hashimoto's can contribute to that zinc deficiency. So that's one we always look at as well. And then we also look at your omega-3 fatty acids. These are the things that are found in fish oil. These have huge anti-inflammatory effects and may help reduce autoimmune responses. So in individuals with Hashimoto's, an imbalance of omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids can contribute to inflammation because omega-3 is anti-inflammatory, omega-6 pro-inflammatory. So really important to make sure that we've got the right balance of your omega fatty acids. So that's your nutrient deficiencies. That's another thing. And obviously there's more, but they're the most common ones that we see in Hashimoto's. So we've got that immune system dysfunction. We've got the nutrient deficiencies. The next thing that we look at is your gut health. So the health of your gut is closely linked to autoimmune conditions. Intestinal permeability or leaky gut, as some of you may have heard it called, is where the intestinal barrier becomes permeable. And this can contribute to autoimmune responses. Functional medicine aims to address gut health through, we look at dietary modifications, we assess, we address certain gut health conditions. So things like SIBO, dysbiosis, we balance the gut microbiome and we support the gut and intestinal health. So that's another area where functional medicine can really help people with Hashimoto's. We then need to look at inflammation. 
So chronic inflammation is often associated with all autoimmune disorders. And Hashimoto's, as we know, is the autoimmune hypothyroidism. Functional medicine practitioners will work to identify and reduce sources of that inflammation. That might be through dietary changes, stress management, um, you know, looking for chronic infections, all the different things that can cause inflammation within the body, as well as the general chronic inflammation that impacts the autoimmune response in Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's also causes inflammation in the thyroid gland. And this inflammation can contribute to the release of thyroid hormones into the bloodstream, which can lead to temporary hyperthyroidism, followed then by subsequent hypothyroidism. This happens as the thyroid tissue is damaged. So that inflammation can cause that hyperthyroidism. We get damaged to the thyroid gland and we get hypothyroidism. So we can fluctuate between the two. And this is sometimes why people with hypothyroid will have hyperthyroid flares. So balancing that inflammation is really important. In functional medicine, then we're also going to look at your hormonal balance. So imbalances in stress hormones, so such as cortisol and your sex hormones, such as estrogen, progesterone, can have really complex interactions with the immune system and may also influence the development and the progression of autoimmune conditions like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Functional medicine takes a holistic approach to your hormonal balance. We consider lifestyle factors, stress management, nutritional support. So let's look at the two sort of sides of this. We've got the stress hormones. So your high cortisol levels may modulate the immune response. So potentially exacerbating autoimmune conditions. In the case of Hashimoto's, stress-induced inflammation can contribute to that thyroid dysfunction as well. Stress-induced changes in thyroid hormone levels can complicate the management of Hashimoto's as it can contribute to the fluctuations in thyroid function. Chronic stress can also lead to insulin resistance and blood sugar dysregulation. And poor blood sugar control may contribute to inflammation and exacerbate autoimmune responses, potentially influencing the progression of Hashimoto's. So stress is a really well-known trigger of all autoimmune diseases. It's very rare that I get somebody come to me with an autoimmune disease who hasn't at some point found that stress can be a trigger. Then within hormones, we also need to look at your sex hormones, particularly estrogen. So estrogen and all the sex hormones, they play a role in your immune system modulation again. And certain you know, fluctuations in estrogen levels, such as those that occur with your, your menstrual cycle or with menopause, they may influence the autoimmune response in Hashimoto's. And estrogen dominance can contribute to inflammation. And that's something that we see connected to thyroid patients quite a lot. Sex hormones can also affect the binding of your thyroid hormones to the carrier proteins in the blood. So changes in sex hormone levels can influence the availability of thyroid hormones for your body, which impacts thyroid function and can potentially exacerbate symptoms in individuals with Hashimoto's. Sex hormones can also influence the production of inflammatory cytokines, and that can contribute to systemic inflammation, so affecting the progression of Hashimoto's and potentially triggering thyroid flares. So looking at your hormonal balance is really, really important and a key part of the process. We also then have to consider environmental toxins. So exposure to environmental toxins such as endocrine disruptors can contribute to these autoimmune conditions. And functional medicine may involve assessing and minimizing exposure to toxins in the environment and supporting your detoxification pathways. So things like heavy metals, organic pollutants, plastics can all be environmental toxins that can impact your thyroid health. 
And this is a really big area. So we're going to dig into this in more detail in an upcoming episode because there's so much that we could talk about around the environmental toxins. So then we have food sensitivities. So certain foods can trigger inflammation and exacerbate autoimmune responses in individuals with Hashimoto's. Functional medicine practitioners may recommend an elimination diet or food sensitivity testing to identify and assess potential triggers. However, food sensitivities vary dramatically among individuals, and there really isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to this. It's also really important to cut out as little as you personally need to, because diversity in your diet is one of the key things that you can do to support autoimmunity. Restrictive diets for too long can impair your health, so finding out the food triggers that impact you personally is really important. That being said, there are some common ones that we look at within Hashimoto's patients. And those are things like your gluten, your dairy, your nightshades, your processed foods and additives, sugars. And there's obviously there's more in there as well. But really important not to stay on a restrictive diet. So I see people coming to me a lot where they've been on something like AIP or an elimination diet for a long, long time. And at first, maybe they felt better. But then what they found is actually now they no longer sort of they're feeling either worse or they've hit a plateau and they're not getting any better. And that often is because now actually that really restrictive diet is now impacting other areas of your health, particularly gut health. And we know the gut health is heavily linked to your immune health. So it's really important that we use those restrictive diets as a temporary thing while we find the root cause or find the particular food sensitivities that you have as an individual. So don't just go on a restrictive diet, stay on it for a a long, long time and think that's the answer because it's not. It's personalizing the dietary plan for you as an individual that's going to work. We then, of course, also have genetic factors and understanding the genetic factors that influence autoimmune conditions can guide personalized protocols in functional medicine. Now, of course, we've got, you know, all the lifestyle sort of side of things, the, the diet, the sleep, the stress, you know, hormones, all the things we've talked about. And the environmental factors are a huge part of the issue. But the genetic factors do play a part and they are something that we need to consider. So individuals with a family history of autoimmune thyroid diseases, including Hashimoto's, may have an increased risk of developing the condition. So if you've got family members with Hashimoto's, you might want to protect yourself. We can work from a preventative way to try to push back any autoimmunity that is within you and hopefully prevent you from developing the Hashimoto's in the first place. Or it might be a case of you've got Hashimoto's and you want to protect your children and try and prevent them from developing the condition. So it's really important to know if there's a family history of autoimmune or of Hashimoto's going on in the family. Then we have specific genetic factors that contribute to the susceptibility to autoimmune thyroiditis. So certain human leukocyte antigen genes, these are your HLA genes, have been associated with an increased risk of autoimmune diseases. And variations in these HLA genes may contribute to the development of Hashimoto's by influencing the immune system's ability to distinguish between self and non-self, so your own tissue and something that is foreign. And HLA genes play a role in immune system regulation and the presentation of antigens to the immune cells. So we then also have variations, so polymorphisms in genes that are involved in immune system regulation and function. And these may affect the balance of the immune system. And this increases the risk of autoimmune reactions against the thyroid. 
We also have genetic variations in cytokine genes, which are involved in the inflammatory responses and can contribute to that chronic inflammation that we see in Hashimoto's. Interleukin-1, interleukin-6, and tumor necrosis factor alpha are all examples of these cytokines that may be involved. Variations in genes related to thyroid function, such as those involved in thyroid hormone synthesis and regulation, may contribute to the susceptibility to autoimmune attacks on thyroid tissue for an individual. And then we have epigenetic changes, such as DNA methylation or histone modification, that can influence gene expression without actually altering the underlying DNA sequence. So epigenetic modifications can play a role in regulating immune responses and the expression of the genes involved in thyroid function. Environmental factors such as your stress and your diet can influence these epigenetic changes. So this is where your genes play a part, but your environmental factors also play a really important part. And then lastly, within functional medicine, if we're looking at helping support somebody with Hashimoto's, our other thing that is really, really important is an individualized protocol. Functional medicine is inherently individualized. It's one of the key components of functional medicine. We focus on the unique factors that contribute to a person's health challenges. So tailoring plans to the specific needs of each patient is really central to functional medicine. And as you can see from all of this that we've just discussed here, there are many varied factors that need to be considered to get a full holistic approach to caring for thyroid patients. It's important to note that as a functional medicine practitioner, I will work to coordinate your care with your conventional medicine provider. So I work with many GPs and consultants, and that's because the medication side of things is an important part of your care. But what we want is to be working on the full picture. So working together and having that integrated care is really important. If you're struggling with a thyroid imbalance or disease, it's really important to do your research, to advocate for yourself and to find somebody to work with on your case who can help you make sense of all of the things that we've discussed above. Hashimoto's is a complex illness and it needs an approach that takes everything into consideration. If you want to get support for your thyroid or immune health, you can join my three-month personalized program, The Mitoimmune Way. It's a mix of one-to-one -one consultations and group sessions, and we work together to personalize your care and balance your health. You can hit the link below this episode to read more about the program. And as always, feel free to jump into my DMs or email me if you've got any questions. All the links that you need are in the show notes below. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this informative and I'll be back next week with another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Health Podcast. Do share the episode with anyone who you think it may benefit or who may enjoy it and help me spread the word by rating the episode or leaving a review. If you want more, you can find other episodes in the series on your podcast app or sign up to my free newsletter. Not only will you get information on new episodes launching, but we cover lots of health topics with the Ask Nicole section where you can send in your questions, my favorite recipes, my favorite products, tips and tricks to help you on the road to good health and much more. You can sign up free of charge at nicolegoodhealth.com forward slash newsletter also linked below. I hope you have a lovely week. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.